Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast, episode 35. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm Ben. Hello. Thanks for joining us for another week where we discuss grassroots coaching. Today's show is sponsored by Studio, and you can find them at studio.com. Studio specialize in producing high-quality earphones. All their range has a clean, elegant Swedish design and is engineered to give you that high-quality listening experience, whether you're listening to music or your favorite grassroots podcast. My personal favorites are the Regents, which are over-ear wireless headphones, but you have a range of different styles that you can browse through. And if you enter the code GRASSROOTSCOACHCAST at the checkout, you'll get an extra 15% off your order. So that's studio.com. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss youth coaching or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under-11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching grassroots football. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review. This really helps us to grow the show and gets us out to other listeners. Okay, so Ben, we haven't spoken for a few weeks. We have been catching up over over email and it, it seems like you're having a bit of an EastEnders style drama over there so <laughs> actually i'm gonna throw away any kind of pre-script that we had not that we had one but uh, yeah, i, I yeah, just yeah. want to kind of chat about what's been going on because we've been keeping our listeners up to date with a lot of uh things going on at, at, and experiences you're having this season mm. and i think uh it's just evolving a bit more isn't it and getting a bit getting a bit juicier from my perspective so yeah very juicy yeah um, <laughs> so why, why don't you start at the start well first of all good to be back it's been obviously we've been busy and things going on so we haven't had a chance to record for a while but um yeah hopefully we've still got some people interested in listening so uh, if you have if you are a regular listener you probably know about um various situations have come we've come across this season particularly me with um probably a player in particular who is quite keen on hogging the ball and not passing it um so since we last spoke um i had what i can probably only describe as a very um patronizing um sarcastic and quite disrespectful message on a Sunday evening after we played a game in the afternoon. And the, kind of the gist of it was um, that her her lad was massively demotivated because I'd basically moved his position. So I've started playing him in defence because, just for a bit, if, if you're not aware of this situation, so we've got this lad and he's got a bit of a problem where he doesn't pass the ball. And um, we've discussed him previously on other podcasts. And it's not like he's a, a messy where you can't get the ball off him. It's just it's kind of in him to just not pass the ball, constantly try and dribble past people, loses the ball a lot, wastes really good situations, um, you know, struggles with positional play and other issues. So I kind of explained to him and said, look, you know, let's try and do something about this. So I'm going to play you in defence for a while, just see if you can use the ball a bit better. 
you know, improve your positioning. So explain to him why we were doing this. Um, you know, before Christmas, his dad came and had a chat about it. Wasn't too happy that I'd moved in there. Didn't understand why. Had the chat. He didn't seem to understand my point of view. He felt very keenly that he's a winger. He should be beating his man, getting to the bar line, getting a cross in. I didn't particularly agree with how he thought his lad should be playing. Um, so it kind of died down for a bit. And then I kind of, it's funny, I got this message and I kind of had an inkling I was going to get something because they were kind of, after the game, they'd sort of sloped off and he didn't look particularly happy. Um, so I got the message like eight o'clock on a Sunday night. And I've got to be honest, it kind of ruined my, it ruined my week to be honest, because I just thought it was, it was disrespectful from the point of view that I thought I've been very open that if anybody's got a problem, you know, any, any issue with the kids or whatever, come and talk to me personally about it. Don't, you know, let's not do it over messages because it can get misconstrued, whatever. That goes to the boys as well. I've always said to the boys, if you've got any problem, you can speak to me, you know, privately, whatever. There's no, you know, that's what I'm here for. Um, most of them do do that. Um, but in this, ca- in this case, it was kind of this message. Um, so I didn't really respond to it. I just kind of said, okay, you're obviously unhappy. Let's have a chat after training. So kind of really put my back up, to be honest. And I thought I deserve a bit better than that than to get a message like that. Um, and it was kind of very like, oh, what a great coach you are. You've made my lad totally de- demotivated, like you're trying to force him out and this, that and the other. So that was the gist of it. And I thought, seriously, after 18 months of you know us being together in this environment together, that you can send me that. So that was kind of the start of it. So how I mean, how what would you think? How would you feel if you got that on a just the timing as well? You know, it's a Sunday night. You're trying to relax with your family, and you get that, and you think, you know, seven hours has passed since the game. You've had all afternoon to just phone me, or even hang around after the match, and let's have a chat. So to get that, I found um, quite upsetting, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, my my first response would be something along the lines of whiskey, tango, foxtrot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, that was my initial reaction. I was, I was, it's funny because I saw who it was from and I thought, because like I said, I had an inkling I was going to get something because just because of the demeanor and the way they, most of the parents hang around and have a chat after the game. They just did one straight after the match and I thought, I had a sense something was going to happen. And as soon as I saw the name, I thought, this is not going to be a pleasant message. And um, I was correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a difficult... It's, it, first thing is, it's unacceptable, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah it, it is, totally. It is. I mean, what, I mean, if that was me, I wouldn't dream of sending something like that. You know, I just think, how, how, I mean, I don't know what they thought, how, how they, how they thought I was going to take that message. I don't know what they were, what they thought my reaction would be because it wasn't going to be favorable. So I don't really know why they sent it. I, I was absolutely bemused by it. And I thought, what, do, how do they expect me to react to that? Cause it's not going to be remotely positive. Um, no matter what the issues are. And, and, and to be honest, the issues that they were right, ra- that were raised were also, I felt ridiculous. It was just a personal, I know he doesn't want to play in that position. It it wasn't about the team or doing what's best for the team or, you know, all this sort of thing. It was just a very individual, well, he doesn't want to play there. He's not motivated now. 
you're trying to force him out. And I'm thinking, hold on a minute. This is, you know, if anything, he's actually playing more minutes than other players because we've got probably not enough defenders. You know, it's it's kind of like there was no there was no positive spin on it. It was very it was just like, oh well, you've moved him from where he normally plays, so he's unhappy, you're trying to force him out. And I was thinking, well, I don't really see that to be honest. Well, like I say, whether someone's got a genuine grievance or not. You know, uh, things like email, social media, it's it's never the right way to go about things, no, you know. A, to Anything in print, is you can just misconstrue it, can't you? It's like all, all the classic football. But it doesn't sound like you've misinterpreted it, to be honest, though, does it, really? <laughs> oh, no, it was, very, it was very, very clear what was what came across in it. I mean, there was no ambiguity in it whatsoever. It was very, very clear that um, they had a grievance. And, and there, there was no... Um, substance to it whatsoever at all. It was just complete, you know. Like I said, it's the second time it's been raised with them. Um, and that was what disappointed me the most, is the fact that we'd actually had a chat, me and the dad about it, because he'd raised it previously, you know, quite reasonably. He just said, can I have a chat? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And he, he said, I'd, you know, why have you moved him? And I explained, and I, I'd, I'd, also, I'd also explained to the player at the time why I was doing it. Um, so he was aware, and I'd also then explain to the dad, but then this still came up after that. That's what I found so disappointing, that, that we'd actually addressed this before. And I thought, okay, you know, I've I've told them why, I've told the player why, so it should all be understood and fine. But then this comes up out of the blue, and I'm thinking, that's what probably disappointed me the most, the fact that there there had been dialogue about it before, and that had just obviously fallen on deaf ears, and it was like that conversation never happened. And that's but what I think I found quite tough to take. I seem to remember. I'm sure we discussed on the podcast as well. You, you were going through that conversation, and I don't think even right after the conversation, you didn't get the impression that you were being heard. Anyway, then no, you're right, and I, I wasn't, and it was kind of. Um, so what happened after that? I I basically said, right, we'll have a chat after training. So. We had a chat, all three of us, you know, his mum and mum, mum, dad, and the player. And um, I made it very clear how upset and angry I was about the message. And to be fair, the, it actually came from the mum, which was surprising because I've always got on with her. She's very easygoing. And I think there's probably a bit of influence from the dad there based on conversations I had with the dad previously. And I think a lot of this comes from him, which is unfortunate. Um, and she did apologise and said, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have written that. And I got the impression through the whole meeting that she was really kind of playing devil's advocate and she was quite very reasonable and trying to sort of see it from both sides, whereas I didn't get that from the dad at all. Um, and I feel kind of really bad for the player because I think that he gets so much pressure put on him from his dad, which is a shame because, you know, he's a good lad. He's, he's pretty quiet. Um, there are issues with how he plays and his performance and they've been ongoing for a long time and they're not really improving. Um, but obviously his dad's got this blinkered view of how his son plays and what he thinks his son should be doing. And it's completely at odds with what I think and what I see. But there's kind of no... no. It's very clear you can't reason with him. He just doesn't see your point of view at all. Um, so we had we had quite a long chat about it and you know, I got the, I tried to get the players input and I said, look, cause all I was hearing was he's demotivated. He's not enjoying it. He thinks you're trying to force him out. And I'm thinking, you know, we've been on, you know, I probably mentioned it. We've been on a really upward 
trajectory for a year and a half. We've had four promotions. We're on the, we're close to getting to another promotion um, for next season. We're doing so well, and I think why would you not want to be a part of a great group bunch of lads who enjoy each other's company? You know, a team that's done really well. What all because you don't you don't get to play in your position where you can go on this glory hunt trying to score goals and be Lionel Messi. I, I, I don't understand it. I really don't because I'm sure if I asked, I've got 13 players in the squad, if I asked all of them what, what their preferred position would be, I'm sure half of them would say a position they don't play in because everyone wants to be a striker or attacking midfield or whatever, but you do it for the team and I find it astonishing that you can, it's not like, oh, he's a bit, he's a bit unhappy. It's like he's demotivated, just this word, demotivated. I thought if you can't motivate yourself to come and play football, you know what? What you know? What am I supposed to do? It's kind of really, really odd. I can't remember. I'm sure I asked you when we first had this conversation. But is does he have any brothers or sisters, or is he an only no, child? He's, a, he's an only child. Okay. So, and in terms of the okay, so thinking about those four corners, yeah. In terms of that social box, I mean, yeah. how is he w- within the team? Um, it's odd. I would say normally very quiet. Funny, funny. This week he was actually quite um, quite animated at training. He's not normally like that. I don't know if it was a reaction to. Oh, I'll come into it in a minute. Something that happened on Sunday last week in our game, uh, but he was a bit more sociable this week, and I don't normally see that from him. He's normally very, very quiet. Um, very serious kind of thing, but he was a bit more upbeat this week. But something happened on Sunday that I'll I'll come on to in a minute. But yeah, I would say generally he is yeah a bit more isolated from the group. He's not a natural play up, mess around, you know, fall around kind of kid. Um, and as much as that drives me nuts, it's a sign that I think all the players get on with each other because they, they they do mess about, and that's a sign that they're all comfortable in each other's company. And he's not really in that category i wouldn't say so yeah and I, you know I, in the meeting i kind of said to him and i said look look what, what what's the problem what what is what is up with because i said you know you've done a pretty good job in defense you know and it's not a negative thing you know I, there's not i wouldn't ask anybody to play there i'm, I'm i've got to play somebody there who can do a job there because it's an important position so i've tried to put a positive spin on it and i said to him and i speak to him about it one-to-one i say you know when we've got the ball the opposition normally is just one striker up there, so we don't need three defenders. So I want you to get forward, but also you've got to just remember you are you have got defensive responsibilities as well. But you know you've got license to go forward and join in with midfield. So it's not this whole negative. You've got to stay in the first third of the pitch and not go forward. There's nothing like that, you know. And his mum said, "Oh, well, we di- he didn't tell me that," and you know I didn't know that you'd said that to him. And I said, "Well, yeah, I don't. I'm not expecting him just to stay near the goalkeeper and not move." Um, and she's like, oh, you know, he didn't tell me that, blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, look, what, what is the problem? And he said, oh, I don't get the ball as much. And he said, people don't pass to me. And he, and he trotted out one example of the game the previous weekend where one of our players didn't pass to him. And I remember the incident he was talking about and the player was on the byline trying to get the ball in the box. So I thought, well, why would he pass it 60 metres back to where you are? And that was the only thing he could sort of come up with. And I thought it was a bit of a flaky kind of argument, really as to why he doesn't like playing defence. And I just thought, 
every time I tried to talk to him, he just kept looking at his dad. And I, and I, I ended up saying to him, I said, look, don't look at your dad. Look at me because I'm asking you. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in what your dad thinks. This is, I'm interested in what you think. And I just felt there's so much pressure from the dad that it kind of distorts probably what he thinks. Maybe this is only speculation. Like, this is based on what I see on a match day and the conversations I've had with his dad. Mm-hmm. But for me, there's so much pressure on him that I think he just can't relax. And he may not actually mind playing. Well, I, I don't know. He may not mind playing defence or not. But I just think his, his, his dad comes across as a sort of guy who wouldn't go home and go, all right, okay, so you've moved position. Let's make the best of it. Right, you've got, you're good at this, good at that. You know, you can do that. He's probably more like going, well, oh, I don't know why he's playing you there. You should be playing midfield. It's ridiculous. I think that's what the pro- part of the problem is. There's no encouragement or putting a positive spin on it. It's all negative and it's like, and I think that rubs off on him. I'm pretty convinced mm-hmm. of it. Um, and it was very clear from the chat that his dad has got a completely different view of how I should be running the team than, than the way I do it. And it's kind of like, well, it's all opinions. And at the end of the day, I said, look, I don't want to be bullshit, but it's my team and I will run it the way I want to run it. Um, you know, nobody else has got a problem. I'll stand by how the boys are developing, the results we're getting, the promotions we've had. So I, I don't think you've really got an argument to say I'm doing anything wrong. Every, obviously, every everybody will coach their team differently and do what they want differently. But I said, I, I put all the work in. You know, I do the best that I can to get the best out of the boys. And I, I said, I'll stand by anything that you throw at me in terms of how the team and the boys have developed. And that's the most important thing. Um, and I probably held back a bit on what I really thought because I thought I don't, because obviously the lab was there and I thought I don't want to particularly say while he's there exactly what I think because I think there is a massive problem with him as a player individually and as how he's progressed and what he's taken on board. I think he's not really progressed that much in 18 months compared to everybody else. And again, I think a lot of that comes from the dad and He's got this whole thing about he should be a winger, he should be beating his man, getting to the bar line, getting the ball in. I'm like, well, that's not really what wingers do these days. That's not how I want him to play. Um, so it was a kind of a frustrating conversation. We could have been there for hours just going around in circles. Um, and I said, look, I know you disagree with how I run the team, but at the end of the day, you know, that's the way it's going to be. That's the position I see him playing. Um, because we've got this, we've got this hogging problem it's it's horrendous you know I, I can't even i think if you watched our games you you'd have to watch our games to sort of see the issue um and like i said it's not it's not like he's a messy who he beats five players and scores a goal he, he just tries to beat too many players and loses the ball and it's just it, and it's the same move every time he goes he's very left footed so he goes on the outside he doesn't come inside he doesn't use his right foot it's very predictable and the amount of times he loses possession and wastes really good openings is is unbelievable. And the worst thing is it's spilled over into frustration with the players. And this season it's become quite bad. Okay, so we're drifting off in, into talking about the player, but w- how did that meeting with the parents finish? It was kind of... I don't think there was any... Re- well, I wouldn't say there was a massive conclusion. It was kind of left... I mean, it kind of ended, his, his dad looked at me and he said, how can we motivate him? He actually said that to me, he said, how can we motivate him? I mean, if I said that to you, what would you, what would you say to that? If I, if, you know, let's roles are reversed and you're the coach and I'm saying, my lad's playing for you. 
and you've you know there's this perception that you've demotivated them and i say to you well, how can we motivate them what would you what would your response be to that i'm not sure i think well, exactly <laughs> yeah okay so with with the girls practice sessions and stuff you're trying to make sure the the practice sessions are fun and you know when it gets to match days and whatever, you're not bellowing from the sidelines and stuff like that. But there's got yeah. to be an and there's got to be an internal thing for each player that they actually want to play. Absolutely. You know, and and it's about nurturing that. If the flame's completely not there, then uh that's it's very difficult to motivate someone completely externally. Yeah. Now you're you're, the reasons for moving this player back into defence was a development thing. I, I remember us discussing it. Yeah. Because of the whole ball hogging. And yeah. it wasn't a messy. It was running up blind alleys and constantly lo- losing the ball and leaving teammates constantly frustrated. Those yeah. were the reasons. I, I remember it well. Absolutely. So... I was just wondering kind of how that meeting finished, whether it was like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Absolutely. What what you've done to that point, I would have done. I, I wouldn't have responded anything in email, WhatsApp, whatever. I would have had it out. I'd have expressed, absolutely, I am not happy with this. Yeah. It is unacceptable behavior from you, and I won't stand for it anymore. Mm. Um, it sounds like you've done that, and then – you know, uh, I think at the end of the meeting, I'd have probably reinforced that point and said, if you've got another grievance, so if you've got an identical situation or something new but similar, then you come and speak to me. You don't put in a group WhatsApp chat. Yeah, I mean, luckily it wasn't. It was sent to me personally, not in a group. Oh, right, okay, it was, okay, okay. something at least. But, but even so, I mean, it, it has. I mean, it, it's... I, I know you're not a, a wilting flower or anything, but it's pretty much ruined your week there, isn't it? And this yeah, is no, a totally, totally has. I took it yeah. really personally because I just I've always tried to make my priority is that the boys always have fun and enjoy it. That's the most important thing to me, and and that they develop. But it's not all about as much as we all want to win the games on a Sunday. It's not about that. My if any of them are unhappy, I take that really personally because I'm not doing my job properly and I'm not creating an environment where it should be fun and they all have a laugh because that's what I would want at that age if I was playing football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was um, it did upset me massively. And whether that's because I've not got thick enough skin or whatever, I just thought the way it was done was really poor. And I made it very clear that I felt that way as well. So, I mean, the way in terms of the way it was left, it, I can't even say there was a, a major conclusion. It, it was basically, look, look this is how I'm going to run the team. If he if he doesn't like it, there's not a lot I can do about that. I can create an environment that's fun, which I do. But I said, you know, every player who's here should be motivated because they want to play football. And it's not necessarily about what position they play. It's about being part of a team, being amongst a group of kids that they enjoy the company, all that sort of thing. You know, you've and you're part of a team that's going places and part of a great club and all that sort of thing. And it shouldn't be about or it shouldn't be about it was almost like playing in defence was beneath him. And I kind of made that point. I said, I said, you know, what about the defenders we've got now? Why is it, it's not beneath them. So what is the problem? Oh, but he prefers to, well, of course, every player prefers the glory side of the game, but teams don't get anywhere without having, you know, the team is greater than the sum of its parts. It's all about the team. Um, 
So it wasn't really a conclusion. I mean, he was kind of saying, oh, I just want you to have an open mind and, you know, think about where you play him and, you know, move his position around and all this sort of thing. Um, but do you keep him always in defence now? Because well, this was only a few months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's been probably the last... Well, you say, I think initially when I did it, occasionally, you know, I'd give him sort of 15 minutes in midfield. So it's not like it was like 45 minutes in defence, I would give him 15 minutes. And I think a couple of weeks passed where I didn't play him in midfield because of the ball-hogging issue. And of course, so that that's what's come back to bite me. Oh, you know, the first few weeks you, you played him in defence and midfield and now the last couple of weeks you've not played him in midfield. Um, and I made the point, you know, that holding on to the ball too long, I reiterated that point. And again, I don't, I don't think he listens to me. And he actually said to me, I don't think you've taken anything on board. We talked about at our last meeting, which I found astonishing, quite frankly. Um, and I did say, well, I don't think you've actually taken on board anything I've said to you either. So, um, but what's interesting, and this is probably, will ram home the point a little bit. So on Sunday, we played a game. Um, he played in defence, brought him on. Um, I would say... He's generally done okay in defence, not too bad. He's not really a defender. It's kind of, you know, me trying to find a position for him amongst the squad, you know, to make best use of him, I suppose, because obviously playing him in midfield has become an issue. So I play him in defence and he basically, I mean, he, did, he didn't defend at all. He just basically took himself into midfield and was caught out of position time and time again. Um, at one point, we took a, got a short. We play out from the back. We play, you know, defenders split wide, and we play out from the back. At one point, our goalkeeper took a goal kick, and he was actually he'd wandered upfield, and he wasn't even looking at the ball. And the ball was played to him, and all the players started shouting, "Get back, get back!" And when their players nipped in, and they nearly scored, and it was like I don't know what he was doing. So it became such a problem. I went against my better judgment and everything I'd kind of said, and I, I put him in midfield. I thought. I've got to do something. I thought, right, okay. You know, we, I think we were three nil up or something. So I put him in midfield for a bit. So he had, I think he had ten minutes in midfield. And I'm not exaggerating. Not once, not once did he. And he saw a lot of the ball. Not once did he pass the ball. Not once. And I can think of at least three occasions we had. We had a two on one player completely unmarked, screaming for the ball. All he had to do was slip him in. And he had probably 20 yards with no defender's room to run into. Didn't play it. Tried to beat his man. Tried to beat another one. Lost the ball. Another one, he had man in the box. Defender nowhere near him for probably 10 yards. Beat a man. I'm, I'm chatting. Cross it, cross it. Hogged it. Tried to beat another man. Move went down. So in that 10 minutes, it kind of just, I looked at it and I thought, this is why I don't play you in that position. And what happened was it culminated in one of our players, and I didn't realise till after, one of my players had a go at him for not passing it. And he said something along the lines of, you've got other teammates, you know, you can play, you know, all this sort of thing. Now, I don't know what you think about players having a go at each other. I personally haven't got a problem with it. And I actually encourage the boys to, if they're not happy about something, they should say something to the player. Because I think it actually has more resonance coming from the players themselves than if I tell them. Um, so I didn't know this at the time. So I bought him off with, I don't know, I don't know 15 minutes to go. And he, he just walked straight off, didn't come and sit with the other subs. And he walked right around the pitch to his dad. And Stu, my assistant, said, oh, I think he's crying. He's really upset. I said, is he? Why? What? So I thought it's because I bought him off. 
Um, so he was with his dad for like five minutes and he came back and he, he basically came back, but he sat himself 20 meters away from everybody else. And he's done that a few times. He just, he just, but he, he won't sit. There's, there's three of the subs there. He won't sit with them. He'll go and sit and take himself off somewhere else. So I went over to him and the game's going on and I'm saying, look, look, what's going on? What's the matter? And he wouldn't tell me. He just kept going, nothing, I'm fine. Nothing, I'm fine. And that's all he kept saying was that over and over and over again. And I said, look, I can see you're upset. Is it, just tell me, you know, that's what I'm here for. I don't want you to be upset. Blah, blah, blah. You know, what, what's happened? Nothing, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing, I'm fine. And I said, look, I can see you're upset. Just tell me what's happened. Is it because I took you off? No, I'm fine. You know, what, what's happened? I said, have you told your dad? He said, yeah. I said, well, should I speak to your dad? He said, yeah. I said, okay, fine. So, um, so after the game's finished, I had to go and speak to his dad. I said, look, what's going on? And he said, he said, oh, he said, one of the players has said something to him on the pitch. I said, okay. And, and he, he sort of told me roughly what he'd said. So I spoke to the player and I said, look, did you say something to him? And he said, yeah, yeah. He said, he said, oh, I just said that, you know, he's got other teammates. Why don't you pass to him sort of thing? And I thought, if that's all you've said, and that same player actually had a go at another couple of players over my side of the pitch for different things. And I thought, what? and I heard what he said, and I thought there's nothing actually wrong with what he said. He's basically telling players to do their job because they're not doing it properly. So I haven't got a problem with that. Um, but obviously this lad has taken it really personally. So this is the other issue now. This whole not passing the ball has spilled into massive frustration with the players I've also heard parents commenting on the touchline, oh, I passed the ball, you know, and I don't like hearing that. Um, so it's become this huge problem. Um, but that 10 minutes, just thought, I just, I was kind of tearing my hair out going, I don't know what to do. I've tried everything I can think of. Individual challenges, moving position, talking to him one-on-one, spoken to his dad, I've spoken to him, and nothing changes. And it's become a massive problem because there's just frustration amongst the players massively. And it kind of spilled over on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, no, it, don't it, mean it, to it, laugh because it, 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 it sounds it, fairly it's, grim. But It is ridiculous though, isn't it? I mean, this all this stuff, I mean... Well, it's, you know, a, it's a challenge, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I'll refer back, I haven't done it for a while, but the old Chinese bamboo tree. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like one of those. Love, so maybe you, you keep giving that message for five years and then maybe uh maybe something will get through yeah uh, being slightly facetious there in five years but it it's clear it's not got through at all has it so no, what you've been trying for the last few months moving that position yeah actually it's just all it's done actually is create you a new problem yeah it has and you know it's not it's not i shouldn't resort to that but like if his dad now came to me and said Oh, you're still playing. I would say, look, I've given him 10 minutes. Okay. Which isn't a huge amount of time, but in that time, he's, he's received a lot of the ball and not once as he passed the ball, he's not got his head up. He's just all being all about. And of course, you know, and it's the same old thing. As soon as he gets the ball, his dad pipes up. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Go on. Like this real animated, aggressive egging him on. And you don't hear his dad any other time during the game. If any other player's got the ball, doesn't it? You don't hear anything. He doesn't encourage any other player in the team apart from his own lad. And it gets all manic and this whole thing. But but I don't ever hear him say, good pass, you know, good this. It's all, yeah, go on, go on, go on. It's like egging him on. And I, and I really think if you're an 11-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid, hearing that, it's going to encourage you to do those bad things, those bad habits. 
Um, and I think that's part of the problem. And it just reiterates to me that the dad is part of the problem. Um, and at the end of the day, it's kind of, you know, I've made the decision on the back of the last few weeks. And I was kind of thinking about it anyway. I'm, I'm going to let him go for next season um, because it's got to the point. Obviously, I'm not the right coach for him because I've not been able to, and it's probably a failing on my part, and I'm disappointing in myself that I've not been able to get that bad habit out of him. Um, but, you know, he doesn't feel he can come and talk to me about anything, which isn't ideal either. The other players do do that. He doesn't feel he can. So he needs probably another coach who can maybe deal with him in a different way, try and coach him differently. I don't know. But he's obviously not, he just doesn't seem that happy. And I, d- I don't want him to be unhappy. I want him to enjoy his football. And it's kind of like putting a square peg in a round hole. I'm, I'm trying to find a place for him in the team that he's not really happy playing. I don't really want to play him there. I don't want to play him in his preferred position. So it's kind of the only conclusion really is that I think he's better off finding another team where he can maybe play in that position. Um, but the problem is always going to be there until he can kind of recognise. And also his dad's got to play a part. So his dad doesn't help that this is a big problem. And I think until he can get that out of his game, there's going to be a level of frustration with whoever he plays. Um, so again, I mean, the, the I'm sure at some point the penny will drop. But like is it so. when he's 12 or... 18, uh, who knows? I mean, I guess, you know, you have a slightly different pressure as well. We we spoke a while ago, didn't we, about, you know, do you prioritise completely player development or completely results? Mm. Or is it somewhere in the middle? You're obviously a, a club there where it is a bit of a, a funnel to the first team. Yeah. And, you know, results are not, you know, if you got beat 20 nil every week, you know, and you had no objective measure to say, oh, yeah, but the players are getting really good, then it'd be really quite difficult to argue the toss there, wouldn't it? And I don't know if you'd be at the club much longer. Yeah. So yeah. so there is that as well. Um, it sounds like in terms of the technical and tactical, compared to the other players in the squad, because of this mindset issue, Mm. then it, it's slow in development. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely right. And you, you're right what you say. I think, you know, we had a meeting the other week with all the managers at our level and next year we're going to, it's competitive football next year. You know, results get published. We're in a league that we're in two cups. You see all the results, you see the league tables and even the head coach who, you know, is, way, is a bit more qualified than me. He's been, been doing it longer. He was like, you know, no matter what you say, no matter what anybody says, it's so important that you get results next year because he said the better results we get, the better players will get into the club. That's what the club want. Um, so he said, you, you can't, you've got to be a bit ruthless. He said, you know, cause you know, where we're, the region we're in, we're probably the second biggest club in the region. And we get, we've already got quite a lot of players who have been training with different teams already hoping to get in for next year. And we haven't got trials for another six weeks. So, you know, we normally get a big turnout of trials and there's going to be players there that are good. And you can't be, to a point you can be loyal, but you've also got to want to develop and keep improving. And also as a dad, you know, I've got, you know, I've got Elijah playing in the team. I've got to look at it from a dad's perspective. I want him to play with the best players possible and I want him to develop. And if players aren't going to be in the squad who are going to help him, then I've got to do something about it. Um, and as ruthless as it is, that's just kind of the way it is. 
Um, and it's just unfortunate that it's kind of got a bit with this individual, it's got a bit messy, but you know, it's just the way it is. Um, well, okay. So, I mean, well, actually, before we, before we come back to the player, uh, let me just pick up on one of the things that you, you did say about the team and, and a teammate having a bit of a go and, and, you know, you've got no problem with it. I'm going to go a step further and say that's a positive thing. Now, you've got to be obviously careful with something like that because, you know, spilled over, it can be bullying, can't it? Yes. If, it's, if it's singling yeah, out a player absolutely, absolutely. For, for nothing that's actually happening on the pitch, yeah. then, you know, whether you're in a, an under-11s football team or you're in the workplace or, you know, a, a professional game, you know, you you have to hold each other to account. There's a brilliant book. Uh, it's called Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Mm. And it's written as a story. So it's written about this this uh, executive team and, and basically they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and so it expresses all of the attributes in the negative. So what, what I mean is that there's a there's a nice few diagrams if if you wanted to google it but essentially you've got an absence of trust so trust is the first thing people don't trust each other there is a fear of conflict so people instead you know if people think there's something's a bad idea or that they they don't think someone's putting in the effort that they're putting in but they don't want to call it out because they don't want to have any conflict so they'll kind of you know have a meeting and then just not bring up any um objections but then they'll just go away and and not do any of the things that were committed to in the meeting yeah and then uh the last two lack of commitment avoidance of accountability and then inattention to results yep so I, I think, you know, in, in my workplace, I, I think this is a brilliant book and I, I do often go back to it. But it, it, so it's, it's any team though. And I know that football is a team game. So obviously we're focused on player development at this level, but it is a team game. So, you know, I, I think having players call each other out is a good thing. And like I say, it sounds like you've got a bit of a John Terry, little John Terry there. He, he hasn't singled out one player and kept no, on no, at him in the whole game. He, he's, you know, calling a few people out. So, you know, obviously, like I say, I'm, I'm sure if it did overspill into something else, you'd react yeah, to it. But I, I think absolutely. it sounds like a great thing. It is. And I've always said to the boss, I said, you know what? I said, I've actually talked that scenario out of them. I said, look, if, in this instance, I've said, look, if, if I've got the ball, right, and I don't pass it to you, how are you going to feel? What are you going to say? And I said, what, what would you say to me? And they sort of said to me, I said, okay, let's say I do it again, second time, same scenario. What would you say? You get a bit more annoyed, third time. But this time you get, you know, so I've said to them, look, if you're fed up or you're annoyed with somebody not doing something, say something. No problem with it. And I said to the lad who said to me, I said, you know, if that's what you've said to him and you're telling me the truth, and he said he was, I said, I've got no problem with it. Absolutely no problem. And, you know, you've got to, like I said, in that game, I heard him do it to two other boys. Different things, different scenarios, but he basically pointed, shouted and said, you should be doing this, you're not doing that. Why are you doing that? 
And I thought, good on him, because not enough of them do it. You know, some of them are very quiet, and I thought, that's great that he's done that. And I thought, you can't just... Obviously, he's taken it very... He's been very sensitive about it and walked off. But again, whether there's any recognition as to why it was said, well, why has he, why has he said that to me? Is it because I didn't pass the ball? I don't think that's happened. I think it's just been, always oh, had a go at me, and he's arrogant and all this sort of thing. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think it's particularly going to resonate as to why it's happened, which is what well, you here's, here's where I think you can come in. Because, I mean, listening to you talk, it's, it sounds like you've, and, and I can definitely understand why, but you've almost given up on the player and, and think that you might not be the right coach for him. Now, we've still got a few months left of the season, haven't we? Yeah. I, I don't know when, whether it be a match day or if you'll have the opportunity, you know, if, you, if your number two is running the session or something, pull this player to one side and start asking some questions. So I would be transparent about, you know, you believe, you know, another player has said this to you, mm. you know, just confirm that you're on the same page with what you're talking about. Yeah. And then I would ask the question, why do you think they've said that to you? Well, this is what I'm going to do on Sunday before the game. I'm going to, I'm going to have a chat with him. I'm going to say, you know, we need to have a chat about what happened on Sunday because I want to hear his side of it. I said, this is what so-and-so said that he said to you. Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. Why do you think he said that? And I will say, you know, how do you think you've played? How do you think you've performed? Do you think there's anything you could do better? All that sort of thing. And I will say, for me watching, I think there is a, you know, you're still not releasing the ball, blah, blah, blah. And let's see what happens in the game. It's going to be interesting. But, yeah, and it's, you know, it, it sounds like I'm giving up on him. Uh, it kind of, I suppose I can't really argue against that. But my reasoning is that there's going to be better players coming. That I'll, And we've got a bit of a lopsided squad. I want to add to the squad, improve and help the players we've got to keep progressing. And I think there's just got to be a couple of casualties. And unfortunately, one of them is going to be this lad. Um and I think after 18 months, for me to see the th- same flaws that were there when we when we started, and not really any development in that, um, it's kind of you just got to hold your hands up and say, look, maybe it's just not going to work out. Well, I, I think the reason I, I'm being quite, I, I am quite passionate that you at least try it because I will. I, I, no, no, I will. I will. I'm not going to just turn up and get and not bother because. In my mind, I'm going to let him go. I will. I do think, for the good of for his own good, he's got to recognise this is going to hold him back. And and I think it, that I think it'd be nice if his dad could help with that, but I don't think he's going to. So I've got, just got to say, look, as your coach, you know, we've talked about it before, and just try try the kid gloves approach. Look, just think about the ball. Look at your teammates. You're in a team. Look look for your teammates. Get your head up. Is there a pass there? Give it, go, make a move, you know, try and get yourselves in different positions. Just try and put, and I do try and put a positive spin on it with him. It's not all, oh, is your possible? I do try and make it all positive. And while I've moved him back and, yeah, you use the ball well with your defence, use it better and you're, you're good in the tackle. So I'm always trying to put a positive spin on it. But um, it's difficult because you can talk, we've talked about it so many times with him and then you go into the game and nothing changes. And even in training, you know, as soon as you take a two, three touch restriction off in an activity you're doing, bang, he's straight back, no passing. And you just kind of like, if you just, if you're not taken on board anything we've just done for the last half an hour. Um, so, yeah. Well, it, 
just finishing what I was saying though, yes, I think sorry. the reason I'm I'm quite keen that you try it out because it's not okay, if you get to the end of the season and you know, better players come in and you have to let this player go, it is what it is. But I think it it's it's a development opportunity for you as well. Because mm. what you've done from what you've said there has not made a jot of difference. And that's okay, because sometimes in life, you know, you, you do run up blind alleys and, you know, it's not it's not a completely cookie-cutter type of thing, is it? No. So it is different for each, you know, each scenario is a little bit different. But I would, I would like I say, go into that questioning mode. The trouble is, if you just come at it from, and I know you've said you're going to ask the questions, but if you just say, well, here's what I've seen, you know, you're not releasing the ball, you run up blind alleys, whatever, you're not passing. All you're doing is you're reinforcing your own uh, knowledge onto the player. And I think trying to, through questions, get them to see it, even if you have to add plenty of silences, well, it, it's another throw of the dice, isn't it? You know, so will it resonate? Will it not? But it's trying that. The other thing that comes to mind is, so, you know, I, I know you, I've known you for years and years, and I'm absolutely sure you're positive, uh, you're encouraging. I just wonder if there's a bit of, uh, instead of the carrot, if there's a bit of stick needed. And by that, what I what I mean is, and and I'm not even sure. I, I've not fully formulated it in my mind, so I'll, I'll finish saying <laughs> what I'm going to say, and then I'll decide whether I agree with myself or not. <laughs> but um, I wonder if you need to say, right? Here are your three challenges. I want you to pass to another player, you know, five times in this match. Right. right? So we're doing the challenges thing. But there's a negative to it as well. Mm. If I see you, you running up these blind alleys, over dribbling, when teammates are calling. If you do that twice, you're coming off the pitch. Mm. And I, because it, it sounds like the encouraging stuff hasn't been hitting home, hasn't been working. Now, yeah. It's kind of a counterintuitive thing. You look at you look at Man United in the last in the last couple of months, you know, and the players are all playing with freedom, you know, and they look so much more of a better side than than when it was under Mourinho, and everyone looked like they were scared to go out and really express themselves. So we always say that you know, going out there, expressing yourself, that's that's the, you know, that's the best thing. That's the most positive thing, isn't it? Well, behind closed doors, I mean, certainly Mourinho wouldn't be saying that and I'm not holding him up as well he is an elite manager though isn't he yeah you know so I don't know I just wonder if if you need to be a bit more firm and just you know give some negative uh connotations to doing this that's interesting I wouldn't I wouldn't I wasn't expecting you to say that so um that you could be right that could be the way to go because yeah you're right the positive the positive thing hasn't worked and I've never been really negative with him to be honest you know it's always like, oh, you know you think about passing the ball but I've never ever adopted that and I don't do that with any of the players oh you know you've got to do this or I'm going to do that because it's not good enough I've never been like that with them but you're right I think in this case that could be that could be a way to go possibly 
Um, nothing to lose by trying it. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I am going to have a chat with him uh, individually before the game because um, we need to have that conversation because we haven't really addressed what happened on Sunday. Um, and, you know, I will kind of make the point, try and get him to think why that happened because, and sort of make him realise that if it keeps happening, it's going to happen again because somebody else will say something because there's a level of frustration there and he kind, of, he kind of needs to be aware of that, I think. And maybe this could be a good thing that somebody's had a go at him on the pitch because he, he may finally realise, yeah, maybe I need to pass the ball because obviously everything we've tried so far and he's had individual challenges and this that, and the other. Um, but yeah, you're right. Maybe that kind of carrot and stick thing could work. Um, I would be honestly amazed if he's come to the conclusion that that you've just said there, that what, why he's going to be able to go at him? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You're right. I don't think it's like I said before. I don't think it's resonated. I think he's just taken it as a personal attack. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't realised why. He just thinks somebody's having a go at him and picking on him, and not thought, or oh, maybe I've wasted three great openings and not passed it, and people are getting annoyed with me. He probably hasn't thought that. Um, but then you know, this is what I say: that his dad could say, oh, I mean, you've got to think about what happened in the game. You know, you had a couple of good openings, you didn't pass it. His dad, his dad won't be saying that. I know what his dad's like. Yeah, you should have got the ball, you should have attacked more. That's kind of what he's like. So that's part of the problem. But yeah, you, it's a good point. And I will, you know, I will do it and I will feedback to you how it went and see if there was any difference. Well, <laughs> and you know, if it goes you know, nuclear, you know, <laughs> just take it as a suggestion from Dave. And, I, and I'm also putting myself out there because that, that's about one of the most brutal things I think I've suggested to actually try out. Because and I, I wasn't expecting you to say it because you're not normally that kind of cutting. And it well, it's not, it's not. Thing, but it's, I know why you said it. And I do agree with you to a point. I do. I think there's, it's almost like a bit of shock treatment to sort of get him out of this, just sort of sleepwalking through games, doing the same thing every week. And it's kind of, you know, something's got to jolt him into thinking, I've got to think about my performance and what I'm doing and am I being a team player? Because at the moment, he, he doesn't play like a team player. He plays like an individual. That's the problem. The rest of the team don't. The rest of the team are very much team players. And that's the difficulty, is that you put him on there and it's an individual player. And it's not a team player. And you can look at every other player on the pitch and they play for the team. And you can't say that about him. That's probably the most damning thing I could say. But it's true. It is absolutely true. I think, you know, it, it's not my kind of go-to modus operandi, but essentially what, what we're always trying to do as managers and coaches, you're trying to get through a message, aren't you, to the player? Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I think it was Einstein that said, you know, idiocy is doing the same thing over and over yes. and expecting a different outcome. I was going to say that before, but I couldn't think <laughs> who came up with the thing. Yeah, I was kind of going to say that. Yeah. I, th I think it was Einstein. And so, you know, to take the complete opposite route. And I know, you know, again, we're, we're dealing with kids football, aren't we? And we want to be encouraging. We're focused on player development. But again, you you look at, you get towards the elite game and, and uh, you know, if if things need to be called out, then they will. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I remember uh, Rodney Marsh uh, talking about a story. Obviously, we're talking about you know very different era, very different uh, time in football there. But I think it was Ron Greenwood who's held up as one of England's best coaches. 
And Rodney was telling it to poke a bit of fun at him, to be honest. But so he doesn't come off that well with this. But oh, what was it he said? Now I think uh, yeah, it was it was for England. And I think it might have been the same thing, actually. If you know, if you're holding on to the ball for too long, I'm going to pull you off at half time. Yeah, that's uh, right. And Rodney <laughs> says, "Rely me, Fulham. We only got an orange." <laughs> oh, I love that. But you know, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah. So, uh, but you could tell, you know, for the from the manager's perspective, he he was trying to, you know, correct a a ball hogging problem there. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. But you know, I will, I will do that. It's my promise here in front of our our five listeners. Or however many we've got, I'm going to do that on Sunday, and I'll feed feed back to you how it went. Um, I'm not hopeful, I'll be honest, but we'll see. Well, like I say, I mean, give it a go because it, honestly, think of it as your development opportunity as well. Because mm. you know, I I don't know where this career path or where this coaching path ends for us both, but. You know, we're we're gonna this time next year. I'm hopeful we'll be better than what we are now, um, and the year after that, and the year after that. So that means trying different things and failing potentially, and that's yeah. okay. No, um, it yeah, it seems. Yeah, I'm going to try. It. I will say, look, let's have a chat. Let's keep it personable and positive. But there's got to be some recognition from the player that you know take some responsibility about what you're doing and the impact it's having on other people and we'll see what happens with it but um yeah yeah i would also be interested if any listeners want to email us in as well and just say you know what that is a terrible idea i can't believe <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm open to that as well but uh like i say it's it's, it's the only tangible thing that comes to mind right now yeah no, fair enough. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We're playing a team in a division above us on Sunday, so it's going to be tough anyway. So um, we'll see how we go. Well, good luck. I think we've been running long there, so I think we should probably wrap it up there. We probably should. It's been enjoyable. Yeah. No, it's been good to talk it over. I've been, been waiting to talk about this one for a couple of weeks yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Ben, where would people get in touch with us? Wow, now you ask. You can uh, tweet us to our Twitter pages at GroutsCoachCast. Um, we've also got a Gmail address, so grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, appreciate it. has been a few weeks since the last one, but any thoughts on what we've talked about, any suggestions, any similar scenarios you've been through, um, obviously all ears, be interested to hear any experiences that resonate with what we've talked about particularly for me to hear about how you've dealt with situations like that so yeah get in touch and give us a shout excellent excellent and we'll try and get these episodes out life's getting in the way a little bit at the minute but we'll try and get them out every couple of weeks yeah cool cool all right ben well i've said this before but it's never quite meant as much as this time but it's been emotional oh it has Well, good luck for Sunday, and we'll catch up. We'll speak again soon. Yeah, I'll tell you how it's gone. Excellent. Take it easy. Bye.